on the wrestling podcast about nothing. It's Astromania week. And inspired by the big show coming up this Saturday in Derry, New Hampshire, we're going to talk all about what it takes to put on a live local pro wrestling show in 2019. Social media is buzzing for this show, Mike. Buzzing. Buzzing. It's buzzing indeed. Plus, your promo about nothing a little later and so much more. But first, tell them, George. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing, episode 153, a production of Crackpot Podcasts. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast. And until this Saturday night on an extended hiatus from the ring, and joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars. Now, he is a contracted Ring of Honor wrestler. He is Mr. Inside Edition. He is one half of the bouncers. He is apparently once again the Wine City Whaler, the brawler, Brian Malonis. Hey. Uh, you know, I never realized until I started wearing headphones the last couple episodes just how much you yell. I, I, I project is what I like to say. You're very excited. I am. I am. <laughs> and you've got a, a drink here. Yeah. It is a drink. I, I am the Wine City Whaler. Yes. I'm having some wine. This is a, a first in the wrestling podcast. About nothing. I don't think we've have we on the first anniversary. I think we uh, drank on the show. We did. I think so. I had a, what, do we, we have had some beer. champagne? Beer? And just a beer. Oh. Really, really living it up. I've been living it up the last week, buddy. It's I got, maybe we'll talk about it a little later. You're <laughs> back from Vegas. Well, and then you're back from Atlanta. Yeah, I haven't been home. I was home for uh, 12 hours in like seven days. So all over the map. Now I'm back, baby. You're back. And uh, why don't you fund the Kingpin's future trips uh, around the world and to the bar? Mike, Mike, I, uh, I get I get paid to travel, my friend. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, what am I? You? Well, I'm trying to get people to go to BrianMalonis.com and buy your T-shirts. Well, they're going to go there because the T-shirts are unbelievable. That's why they're going to go there. I don't need their money, Mike. I get people flying me everywhere, baby. All right. Well, go to BrianMalonis.com <laughs> anyway and pick up the uh, T-shirts you got there, including the Curtain Jerker WPAN T-shirt. They're all there at BrianMalonis.com. And why don't you go to the WPAN.com. That is the WPAN.com. That is our hub, our home base, our monks. Full frontal nudity. Just on me, because you're uh, <laughs> an international celebrity now, right? right? Yeah, I mean, there's lots of nip slips out there all over the internet of me, so. <laughs> <laughs> very racy, very racy. <laughs> what you can do on the WPAN.com is listen to the podcast. Also, find ways to subscribe on all different podcast platforms, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts as well. That'd be great. Plus, the social media links are there. We are basically at the WPAN on all social media platforms and our bios and our photos. Look really hard. You'll find something dirty there on the WPAN.com. And Brian, yes, Astromania this Saturday night, Derry, New Hampshire, Pinkerton Academy. Can you believe it? I cannot believe it. We were just talking about this like last week. You're just saying that you're putting together a show and it's already here. Yeah, it's uh, time to time flies, huh? Yeah. This is crazy. Um, 
yeah, it snuck up on us, I guess. But uh, I'm excited, Mike. I'm excited. I think it's going to be a great show. I think there's a, a loaded card, a special appearance by Matt Taven, uh, signing autographs. So, I mean, this is uh, this is a big deal, man. And Matt Taven coming off the biggest match of his career. Yeah, so we'll give it one week prior to the biggest match of his career. Going to be main eventing Madison Square Garden. Right, and he just had that huge 60-minute draw right. with Jay Lethal at the 17th anniversary pay-per-view. Right, so big things happening. Maybe Matt, Tav- Matt Taven, one week from Astromania, could be walking out of Madison Square Garden as the Ring of Honor world champion. So, A crazy thought. Isn't it? From a kid from Derry, New Hampshire. Pinkerton Academy graduate. Yes. So, I mean, come and see him before he gets that championship. And you can say, you knew him before he became the ROH <laughs> world champion. Hop on the bandwagon early. Yes. So go to astromanialsw.com to get uh, your tickets to the meet and greet, the yeah, autograph you, session. Yeah, you can get to, you can get the, the tickets to the show and tickets to the meet and greet. You do have to be a ticket holder in order to do the meet and greet, though. Okay, so it's not just a, he's not going to be waiting outside for you. Right. No, you got to come in, you got to get the ticket, come into the actual venue. Right, exactly. Yeah, you have to buy, you have to buy a ticket to the show and the meet and greet together. Or if you already are a ticket holder for the show, you can buy the meet and greet ticket. But uh, yeah, you can't just buy the meet and greet and not see the show. Sorry. <laughs> so you're going to want to get to this event and you're going to want to get your tickets before doors open because. If you have a ticket in hand or a, a printout or whatever it is, however you do this, Brian, this newfangled stuff on astromanialsw.com is how you get there. But you want to get your tickets ahead of time because then you get into the venue early and you're able to get a seat before anyone else. Exactly. Pre-buying your ticket gets you in the door, gets your seat earlier. Uh, it also gets you, you know, if you are going to do the Matt Taven meet and greet, gets you in earlier for that. But also all the great stars that are going to be on the show are going to be out there uh, with autographs and merchandise and all that, all that good stuff uh you'll be able to get an, uh, an official ring of honor eight by ten of the bouncers how about that there it is right there mike oh i see it yeah how about excellent that? a couple of good looking fellas huh? they sure are a couple of good looking dudes the brawler and the bruiser yes exactly so uh yeah come on out and uh, meet the bouncers meet uh robo the punjabi lion meet todd sopel the the new liberty states Wrestling heavyweight champion, as we talked about. Yes. Vern Vicala, the former champion. Cam Zagami and whatever weird gimmick he's doing now. <laughs> Johnny Vegas, Scotty Slade. Sethrin with Billy Vixen. Bryce Clayton. All the stars are, <laughs> are going to be out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed, including Bryce Clayton. Uh, but Brian, today on the podcast, I mean, you're, you're running the show in conjunction with Liberty State Wrestling, in conjunction with uh, Todd Sopel. And this is the first time for you. This is the first, your first venture as a wrestling promoter. Yeah, probably my last. <laughs> this is stressful, buddy. <laughs> yeah? This final week? I just in general, it, it really has been, like, you know, really, it really is stressful. It's, uh, you know, so kudos to, you know, all the promoters out there who really put their ass on the line. When it when it comes to promoting shows and whatnot, and I, I wouldn't classify this as putting my ass on the line, but uh, you know, there's a lot of promoters that do do that, that spend a lot of money to put on a quality show, and then waiting for ticket sales and things of that nature, and um, so definitely a new appreciation for for that aspect of the business so many years in again this continues to be like just uh, new horizons for me, uh, you know, each and every year in pro wrestling. So your time working behind the scenes in Chaotic, did that help you in any way get to this point? Were you able to put on your own show? I know you did a lot of things behind the scenes. Did that help prepare you in any way for this venture? 
I mean, yes and no. I mean, Chaotic ran so differently. I mean, this is a spot show. You know, I was doing the booking. I guess from a standpoint of, you know, I, 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 I guess, you know, lessons being learned currently. We can talk about social media a little bit, but really I've just been promoting the show uh, on social media where Chaotic is very storyline heavy. So it was pushing storylines on on uh, on social media so that's a little a little bit different than uh than i'm used to but it's just it's getting the word out i guess is the is probably the biggest you know just trying to get the word out about the shows and but no i mean I, you know it's funny it, it has and it hasn't just because the structure and the setup of chaotic wrestling is and as you know so so different to what they do and how they build towards things and it's 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 very much like uh like episodic tv i guess when you're trying to promote chaotic wrestling so Astromania, this show, in conjunction with uh, Liberty States Wrestling, I know we talked about it a little bit, but how did this actually come about? Uh, you know, it's 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 funny. Um, I was at I was I was booked for Liberty States Wrestling, run by run by Todd Todd Sopel. We were just kind of shooting the shit about like how we're both New Hampshire guys. You know, mm-hmm. Todd's graduate of of Pinkerton. I am from Manchester, and we were just kind of just shooting the shit about like, yeah, there's no wrestling in New Hampshire, and and then we kind of got talking about how last year another group was going to run a show with Pinkerton, and I said, man, yeah, too bad that didn't happen. That's five minutes from my house. That would have been that would have been really great, and. And he's who's gonna who's gonna run the show? Atlantic Pro Wrestling. Oh, really? Um, you know, and then it just didn't, you know, it didn't happen. Sometimes that, you know, things fall apart, and yeah, you know, you know how it goes in independent wrestling. But yeah, so again, we're just shooting the shit, and he goes, "Well, you know, you know, it's funny thing is, I, I have the contact. I know, I know who the contact is, and it was a guy who I'm, I also know, Pete Danables, his name. He's the associate dean of students over at Pinkerton. He used to be a referee for Atlantic Pro Wrestling, believe it or not. Okay, so that's why you have that picture of him in a referee shirt. Yes, because he actually was a wrestling referee. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, which you forgot about uh, to add to the second graphic with uh, where Todd Sopel's the champion. Oops. Yeah, good job. <laughs> but anyways, I digress. Um, we just got talking. I said, and, and, and I said, really? And he goes, yeah, would you would you have any interest in like trying to put on a show together? And I said, you know what? I think I would, actually. Todd called him, and we set up a meeting. We went to dinner. Uh, we had a great time. We probably stayed and had you know way too many beers. You know, we talked a lot. We talked about the logistics of it and kind of what goes into it. And this is where now this is where you know the running of Chaotic Wrestling really came in handy because I've kind of the intimate working knowledge of how Jamie would do these sort of charity shows, or it's not really a sold show. That's not the proper way to classify this show, but you know, the in in ways to structure them so that there's very little risk for for the entity that we're trying to raise money for, which in this case is the Pinkerton class of 2019. Um, so the, the sold show, for people that don't know, that is where you are given a chunk of change, a flat sum of money up front, and they say, put on a show. And you, your job is to divvy that money you know, amongst the different uh, things like the ring and getting everything set up. So they give you a flat fee and say, run a show. It's not that kind of situation here for Astromania. No, no, exactly. This is, you know, we, so just logistically for a school, uh, school budgets are set, school budgets are set at the beginning of the year, mm. you know, and, and there's not going to be a lot of money in the budget for a pro wrestling event for a school, you know. So, you know, we structured it in a way that would work logically for them um, so they can make money and have very little risk. The way you do that is you talk about what are the things that they can provide, you know. I mean, as you know, Mike, again, you, you have intimate work and knowledge too. One of the biggest expenses, if not the biggest expense, is usually a venue. Yeah. 
so right off the top, if you can go, if you have an entity like a high school where they have, and Pinkerton has a beautiful campus, beautiful facility. The gym is just unbelievable. We essentially, for indie wrestling purposes, I mean, we don't really have like a cap and they can set us up for whatever we sell for tickets. But really, I mean, from a logistic standpoint, we could probably put 5,000 people in their gym. Uh, it's that big. It's enormous. It's multiple basketball courts. You know, so we came up with a proposal, which again, included them like, hey, you know, if, can you provide the venue free of charge? And, and, you know, they were able to, which is, again, that's a big, when you're trying to make money for something, that's a big expense right off the top. Mm. Uh, and Todd owns his own ring, so ring rentals are expensive. And, you know, that's another large expense right off the top. When you're talking about, again, fundraisers, it really all shows. I mean, but not everybody, not everybody in independent wrestling operates that way as far as trying to make money. And again, this is another area where, so, so, so it's funny as we go along here, like, yeah, I guess there's a, there are a lot of things I learned with chaotic wrestling because, and we can talk a little bit. You, you okay with me peeling back the curtain a little bit for us here? Of course. Okay, so when I took over chaotic wrestling, the first thing I did was start to look at expenses. So when I went to Jamie, I never asked for another penny because my plan was let me do this for just whatever I'm working for at that point and then I'll get the company profitable and then I'll go and say hey look what I've done I'd like a I'd like a little more money now mm. you know and I noticed things like um you know the amount of money we were spending on like and, and this is this is this is going to go up your ass sideways because it went up your ass sideways then the camera people we were spending like $150 on on camera people and i looked at it just from from a logical st- standpoint good sound business principles of like well this would be nice if we could afford to do this but that's a really big expense so that's the kind of some of the principles i i've taken with this show is like well it would be nice to have this but we want to make money for this entity for the pinkerton class of 2019 so i, I gotta you know you gotta you gotta cut your budget where you can you know, I mean, for I'll give you another example. Um, so the Pinkerton had wanted a uh, a battle royal on this show, but the state of New Hampshire has an athletic commission that requires pro wrestling licenses. I <laughs> I've called in quite a few favors for, for this show, mm-hmm. and also too, there's not really a lot of shows that run in New Hampshire. So I felt really strongly about like, no, I'm gonna pay for the licenses for these guys because they're probably only gonna work in New Hampshire once for the entire duration of of the you know of the license so i went to them and said hey you look we can do this battle royal but i ha- already have this amount of guys booked we probably need another eight to ten guys times twenty dollars a piece per license you know that's a lot of that's a lot of money <laughs> that's a lot of extra money for a match that really isn't going to generate any you know any revenue for the show so what you're saying brian is you're going to throw some slouch out there with a the camcorder to record Astromania. <laughs> is that what you're saying? No, as a matter of fact, uh, Dairy TV, which is a local public access channel, is going to come and record it. And they got that free? Yeah, they, they contacted me and asked if they could record it and then put it on their uh, TV station. Excellent. So Excellent. That? Yeah, so, but, is but, it, <laughs> so wait a second. So there's going to be is going to be commentary or what? No, I don't think so. I mean, there's no no way to hook up commentary. I'm sure they're not well-versed in shooting pro wrestling I, i've only had like a preliminary conversation with the fella so i still need to talk to him i mean maybe maybe we can do commentary who knows i mean i, I gotta talk to him logistically what that looks like and yeah when, when it comes to yeah we're running on a shoestring budget mike when i'm the guy see 
Now you're going to get me on a fucking tangent. Uh. <laughs> you're going to be sorry you made that snarky comment. Okay, here we go. Uh, but again, you you weren't going to ever... You're, you're not aggressive enough to go ever ask for the extra money. You were just going to make your, your undercover wear salary and, and then whatever whatever Jamie threw you per show. You know, the $25, chaotic $25 you were getting. Oh, sorry. Double yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Woo, baby. Baby. Maybe. <laughs> but, I'm not confirming or denying that. <laughs> but for me, I had I had a long range plan, so I had to cut some. I was Bill Watts. I was like fucking Bill Watts coming in here. I had to slash the budget, Mike. I yeah. had to cut. I had to cut the budget, and we just couldn't afford. You took all the mats away from ringside. You banned moves <laughs> off the top rope. Yeah, nobody could go over the top rope. The automatic yes. DQ. Um, no, I just looked at it like it was it was an expense where okay, I can save 150 dollars a show here. And we can get somebody else to do that job for free. Will it be slightly off? But here's the here's the other thing too, for the purposes of chaotic wrestling, we don't use the footage. Right. I was gonna say that. Yeah, <laughs> I, w- I would give you a, a ration of shit, but yeah, at that time especially, there was very little footage that was out there, and you know, okay, just send some schmo out there <laughs> with the camera in his hand. No, I mean the people we had were good, but it's just you know. Uh, so again it just goes back to the have you know when you're running a show and you're trying to make money just having good sound business principles i think basic business principles you know more money in than's going out (laughs) you know like yeah thought thought process and and i and and for this show in particular i knew like i had a couple big ticket items i had in mind you know i wanted i wanted to bring the bruiser in i thought that would be an attraction to uh to bring the bruiser in and and have him team with me and our first time appearing in in new hampshire together and we don't really come to new england a whole you know a whole bunch with ring of honor so i thought it was something where you know and maybe i scooped myself again because we're wrestling for chaotic i saw that what are you Uh, doing (laughs) that's it's different opponents it is different opponents yeah what the hell man um is it wooburn Yes, yeah, it's a little yeah, it's, it's a little bit of distance there. Exactly. So uh, you know, I, 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 you pick and choose where you're going to allocate. You know, you have a budget, and you and you pick and choose where you're going to allocate. You know, Funds. That, that money to, and uh, again, that with the whole goal and the whole purpose of this being to make money for the Pinkerton Academy class of 2019. So it's it's it, and it's working with the school too, and telling them here are the things that we need you to cover. Here are the things that. We're going to cover, and we, ha- you know, with something like Pinkerton, you have to take advantage of their relationship in, in a community like Derry. Pinkerton has a very strong name in the community. They have a lot of connect, a lot of connections, a lot of pull in the town. So things like police officers and police details, and I mean, these are all things you have to discuss. You have to discuss chairs and all, all sorts of things, Mike. There's lots of nitty gritty details that you actually have to get down in and spell out. Like, so the proposal was literally: here is what we will provide. Here is what you will provide. And you so you put it. together a proposal with Todd. And yes, wrote yeah. something down and yep. offered yeah. that to them. I actually didn't get to go present it. Todd did a fabulous job. Went and, went and presented our proposal. Uh, I was unable to attend. I was where the hell was I? I was somewhere. I think I was away for the uh, Clark Kent job. I guess you could call it. Okay, uh, as Bob Evans likes to call it. So I was I was away for that and unable to attend. Uh, the proposal, but he he crushed it. He knocked it out of the park. He gave them our proposal, and and they were they graciously accepted. And uh, this this was born. You're making money through tickets, right? So you're not getting right. any money directly from Pinkerton Academy. It is you're selling tickets, and that's how you're going to cover the cost, which is basically just the talent because you have the building, you have the ring. Those are both covered. So it's basically you're paying talent and licenses. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's essentially. I mean, there's other things too. Like, I did initially pay for some graphics, and then we 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 uh, graciously worked out a 
a deal a barter deal <laughs> yes between the two of us yes <laughs> um which i think i think was a was a good thing so i think there were some expenses with that and expense you know small expenses here and there printing up posters and boosting social media posts and and things like that like those are all those are all little or you know we have to get an insurance binder so that's another another expense that that gets added so there are there are expenses along the way that you have to take into consideration and cover and uh, that have to be factored in too when you're, when you're talking about running the show. There's a, there's a certain just cost that comes with running a show and some of the things that you have to put on. But again, when you can check off big ticket items like the venue, like the ring, you know, that's, that's nice. That's really nice. So something that people probably aren't thinking about is, as you just mentioned, the insurance binder. What does that entail? And, and how many independent promotions are actually getting insurance for the show, as you think? Well, you know, it depends on probably depends on the town because a lot of times towns will require you to have some sort of license to even run a show in their town or they'll shut you down. But this is like covering like in the event of like injury to a wrestler, injury to a fan, damage to the building, anything like that. Like this insurance will will cover that. Who do you go to for this? <laughs> a fella in the business in, in in the insurance business and in the wrestling business i don't want to divulge oh really uh, you know, i don't want to divulge his name i'll tell you off air okay his name but uh yeah so somebody you know you find connections that's i mean that's what pro wrestling is you find you find connections for things so you mentioned earlier the commission there is a commission in the state of new hampshire uh, is it a boxing and wrestling commission it is, yeah. It is a boxing and wrestling commission. And I will say they are tremendous to work with. Um, will you have a different take after the show's over? No, no. Okay. They they have checking. been they have been unbelievable to work with. Uh, I've worked very closely, you know, with them. It turns out the commissioner is is he uh, he likes wrestling too, so he's familiar with the, you know not just myself but a lot of the local guys, and he follows the local independent scene, and um, you know he knows the deal with you know we're trying to raise money for Pinkerton, and it's a piece of cake though. I mean, honestly, the New Hampshire commission was just so easy. He's made it so easy for us to to run this show and and try to be successful. So I can't thank. You know, his name's Steve. I can't thank Steve enough uh, in the Athletic Commission enough. Easy. He's going to come to the show. We're going to like, you know, you got to get licenses. That's the big thing in New Hampshire. You got to get the wrestlers' licenses. And that's why there are very few shows in the state of New Hampshire, unlike Massachusetts, where there is no commission and, uh, you know, everyone just runs willy nilly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. There's no regulation in Mass. I mean, it is what it is. Some states just keep it around just to make a couple bucks because it's, you know, it's a percentage of the gate and it's a license. All right. So you got the building. The ring, the talent. Now, what goes into, I mean, when you booked, you talked about booking the Beer City Bruiser, and uh, you got Matt Taven for the autograph session. What did you think, like, when you were putting together this card, when you were putting together the matches, when you were picking the talent, what was going through your head? Like, what, you, you wanted guys that were local, you wanted guys that had ties to Pinkerton, obviously, there's a couple of them on the show. Is there anybody that you tried to get that you couldn't get? Like what what went into picking the talent for Astromania? So it was twofold. So I mean, this is a Liberty States wrestling show. This is Todd's, you know, promotion. So I mean I mean, right off the bat, we're gonna have Todd's core guys on the show. Yeah. The guys that he you know, I mean, this is a reward for those guys that work for him each and every month and and to try to put on a bigger show. Uh, of this, you know, of this caliber. So he has to reward his guys as well. And, and and a lot of them are guys I would have wanted on this show anyway. So it worked out beautifully. And then, of course, you know, it's the old, uh, you look to your blood, Mike. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, so I, you know, one, I guess I knew I wanted to bring the bruiser in for this. That was like, you know, 
right off the bat. But I wanted guys with Pinkerton ties. I wanted guys with New Hampshire ties. You know, when I think about Cam Zagami and Johnny Vegas and Bryce Clayton, my brother-in-law, who's um, you know Pinkerton graduate, and Todd's a Pinkerton graduate. He's getting graduate. a great photo. He does. That's the best I could do, buddy. I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but yeah, we want to use local talent, and and then I want to spice it up. I want you know I I, I went to uh, the Mill City Hooligans, Chase and Chase and the Logans to come in and work this show, and and I you know it's funny the 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 card has been an evolution. So the original main event I, I think I had in mind was I was trying to coax uh, two guys out of retirement, and it didn't it didn't work out. One guy out of I guess. Not so much retirement. I think we can figure that one out. <laughs> uh, but I wanted them to come in team against against me and uh, me and the Beer City Bruiser. It didn't really work out. Uh, so it is it is what it is. Uh, you know, yeah. So you have to evolve, and that's why I thought, I thought you know you got the two guys who I have a long history with, uh, or three guys really I have a long history with the Mill City Hooligans. But yeah. uh, one being the Logan Brothers, who you know. Just a tremendous tag team long term here in in New England, and uh, and then now my tag team with the Bruiser. I just thought it was a natural, a really natural matchup, and one that people, especially fans of Chaotic Wrestling, would be excited to see. And Chaotic Wrestling Hot Zone isn't so far from Derry, New Hampshire. Uh, and then ch- just having Chase on the show too, you know, it's, that, that was was you want to have your friends on the show. You want to, you know, it's like every, you know, you go to people you know. <laughs> you know, that's a, I mean, that's a real thing. You go to people you know, and, and you have them on your show. It's yeah. kind of how it works a lot of the time. It's like you go to people that you can trust. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and 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 that really is how the how the card came together. I mean, there's been a couple iterations of it, but largely the, it's been, you know, it's been the same for, you know, not the exact same, but like the, the players have been some moving parts, but the players have been the same for. Almost the entirety. Like you know, it's, I've kept it in the notes section of my of my phone. I, I will say, you know, so, so I will say this: that the partnership between me and Todd has been really an easy one. He's been great to work with. You know, we agree on a lot of a lot of principles when it comes to wrestling. We like a lot of the same things. We knew the type of show we wanted to put on. We were we went in lockstep with that the whole time. So it's been a really easy partnership, and that's what makes it easier too because we have the same kind of idea. Make it his show spliced in with some some guys who maybe don't normally work his shows to to make it feel different. So okay, the building, the ring, the talent, the biggest part I think, getting fans in the building. Yeah. To Astromania, by the way, Derry, New Hampshire, Saturday night, this Saturday night, March 30th. This Saturday night. 7 p.m. bell time. How are we getting fans to Astromania? <laughs> well, it's been getting the word on social media. I mean, I'm still a big believer in postering, so I've been out postering with with Todd, you know, out hanging posters in local shops and gyms and all over town here, and I think he's been postering in, up, in, up in his area in Manchester. Full-color poster? Yes, actually. Yeah. Oh, excuse color, me. Color posters. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in just getting the word out old school like that as well. People seeing the posters out in the community. Pinkerton is selling tickets as well. Todd's been selling tickets as at his shows, and then just the social media push, and then and then you know the last week it, tickets have really picked up. So, you know, we're expecting we're expecting a good house, expecting a, a full house is a relative term because again this this friggin' gymnasium can hold literally thousands of people. So I mean, we're not putting thousands of people. Cross in, your fingers. Yeah, right. We're not putting thousands of people in this thing, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it'll be a full house. It'll be a it'll be a really fun event and. I'm excited for it to come, and I'm not going to be sad when it's over because it is it is stressful putting on a show. So, I mean, you talked a little bit about your expectations. What are your expectations for 
the card itself for the show. How do you think it's going to go? Uh, I think it's going to be great because the way the what we've put together and, and and the guys that we have on the show, it's gonna. I think it's just going to be a fun show, and that's all we're. It's really all other than trying to make you know again the the main goal when you put on a wrestling show, whether it's for yourself or it's for an entity or a charity group, is to try, feel important. <laughs> is try to make oh, money. Okay, try to make money. That's oh, what this right. is about, Mike. Excuse making me. money. Uh, in this case, it's make trying to make money for for Pinkerton. Yeah, I mean, we really just tried to have a, a fun show, man. Like just variety of, of fellas and variety of matches and lots of fun things planned and kind of just want that feeling of like everybody whether it's the wrestlers to the people who attend the show to the school officials just want everybody to leave with a good feeling of like that was a lot of fun let's do that again next year oh man i gotta get out and uh, i gotta run tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of late now buddy it's oof. and and you got you got uh you got talked into refereeing two matches yeah yeah i might have to See what I can do about that. <laughs> Find well, a got, suitable replacement. You, well, you got food on your shirt again t- this week. Oh, I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so before I come over here, Brian, to your lovely kitchen, I take the kid, we feed the kid, then I pick him up and clean him off, and he kind of cleans himself off well, on my shirt. You, you could use a like a wet one or whatever, you know, like the wipes. You can use that to wipe his mouth. You don't have to use your shirt. I did, but, you know, I should just uh, get him all cleaned up actually in the uh, high chair but i end up picking him up and taking him to the other room yeah i mean you you should put him in keep him in the high chair <laughs> i mean I, what are you a rookie i, I am actually. <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> eight, eight months in my friend <laughs> so astromania it is coming this saturday night the big push kingpin Derry, new hampshire yeah Pinkerton i'm sure, I'll, sure I'll be driving all my social media followers nuts and uh, in, in, in this coming week with uh, all the pushes for the show. But help us spread the word. Tell people about it. If you're in the Massachusetts, New Hampshire you know, area, you know, come out to this thing. Support us. It's going to be a great night. It's going to be a fun night. Tickets start just $15, uh, $20 for floor seating, just 20 bucks to meet you know, one of the biggest wrestling stars in the world um, who, who's coming out to try to help raise money for his old high school too. So big thing. I can't thank Matt enough. Can't thank Matt Taven enough for helping us you know, get the word out and, and being a part of it and uh, a week later he'll be main eventing in madison square yeah. friggin garden think about that this, the, here's a guy coming to his old high school and, s- and seven days later he'll be he'll be main eventing madison square garden so kind of perfect scenario that came together there but i'm really excited mike no you know no matter what i'm really excited and uh boy this is probably gonna be the only show i ever run though <laughs> yeah <laughs> not, you're not gonna do it next year uh you know i'll let todd handle that <laughs> <laughs> at least uh, throw you a booking though perhaps maybe yeah i'll, I'll wrestle on it <laughs> okay, that's very nice all right uh that is the story of astromania that's it that's the whole story that's i, I you tell me is there any more what am i missing no that's that's good i think i think we, we went soup to nuts there mike um it's you know i don't know man it's exciting i, I hope you're excited to be part of it for christ's sake i'm a little worried why just because of my health. <laughs> <laughs> now, will 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 uh, will the boy be in attendance? I don't know. Probably not. Probably no. not. You don't want to embarrass yourself that early. You don't. Want, <laughs> you, you don't have to lose all respect before he can even walk. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, come on now. <laughs> no, that's already happened. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're 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 in the process of a move. We're going to be moving. Uh, next week, I told you about this. Oh, her, yeah, so you know, the kid's going to be lifting boxes. While yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Makes so, sense. Put him to work early. <laughs> put him to work. Uh, we want your feedback. Let's put you to work out there. Tweet us at the WPA on Twitter with your take on this week's episode, your thoughts on our background of Astromania, and what we have coming up. Use the hashtag WPAN. 
Also, you can call the voicemail line. We want to hear from you. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Call that voicemail line. We want to hear what you have to say about this podcast, but whatever you got going on out there, call 401-584-9726. And you can also listen to Booking the Territory. Good friend of ours, Mike Mills plus Harbody Harbor, plus Doc Turner. They do two podcasts this week over there on Booking the Territory. They talk about Smoky Mountain Wrestling. They talk about the old Jim Crockett Promotions, WCW Saturday Night Show, all over there on Booking the Territory, mikemills.podbean.com. Thank you very much for Mike Mills for all you do for the wrestling podcast about nothing. How about our Vantage Point? A great retro wrestling podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. They're talking about basically the northern flavor of what they're talking about over there on Booking the Territory. Our vantage point, that is OVPpodcast.com, the website if you want to get more information on the great Our Vantage Point. Plus, PW, Peter Winston presents Greetings from Allentown, a show with one man talking about one wrestling TV program, and there's so many different ways he goes with it. He goes in a hundred different directions, but in the end, comes back to the wrestling show in question. It is all on the very unique show, Greetings from Allentown, and finally, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast with Jason Stewart, Troy, all the rest over there on the Rundown Wrestling Network rundownwrestling.com for more information on the network stuff going on all the time basically a show every day i think over there on the rundown wrestling network so check it out and enjoy brian last week wrestlemania moments we talked about in episode 152 of the wrestling podcast about nothing and there was some controversy involved oh what do you mean controversy well on twitter i got called out by a man that goes by the handle at warriors come out okay he was really disappointed, really, uh, frankly, I think, disgusted that I had not seen in full The Rock versus <laughs> Hulk Hogan from WrestleMania, whatever it was. Well, I was disgusted as well. Well, yes, that was a revelation on the episode that I really, I really hadn't sat down. I hadn't watched that pay-per-view live. I didn't watch it. I, didn't, I don't think I've seen. I've seen, of course, the moments that everyone's seen in the Rock versus Hogan thing, but I've not watched the whole match. At Warriors Come Out was really uh, not enjoying the fact that I hadn't done that. So he gave you the business. He did. He gave me the business. That is a good way to put it <laughs> on Twitter. Deserved. But, uh, Can't think of a more deserved uh, reason to get the business than the guy who Claims to love the business, claims to love wrestling, claims to be a professional wrestling referee, and uh, hasn't seen one of the greatest matches of all time. At least I wasn't a big phony and talked about it being one of my favorite WrestleMania moments. <laughs> I did bring it up no, because I thought it was going to be yours. There's nothing phony about uh, not having any connection to the pro wrestling business yet doing a pro wrestling podcast. There's nothing phony about that at all. There's plenty of people who don't have any connection to the business that... Uh... You don't even watch... You, you have no connection. You don't watch it. You don't participate in it. I, I almost watched your uh, episode of ROH television this past week. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. Oh, boy. But uh, PW, Peter Winston also tweeted saying that he thinks that uh, you should have backhanded me like Uncle Ned did to Alex P. Keaton on Family Ties <laughs> after the uh, re revelation. I saw that. Yeah. So uh, Can I backhand you? <laughs> please don't uh, no, I won't do it now there's nobody around to see it I'll do it in, in front of the whole locker room at Astromania so really emasculate you thanks <laughs> so yes you were on ROH television this past week you and the Beer City Bruiser well, the brawler and the bruiser well I am a Ring of Honor superstar so you can go and check out episode 391 of Ring of Honor television with the bouncers in action check that out uh, like 
I will at some point. Will you? Uh, Vegas. Kingpin. Yes. Vegas, baby. Yeah. You are back from lovely Las Vegas, and are you doing okay? I heard you, uh, you're living the gimmick, brother. <laughs> a good time was had by all, my friend. A Holy good time was had by all. Very little sleep, lots of spirits being consumed. It was a good time. Unbelievable. You're really just uh, fully ensconced in the whole uh, bouncer's life. <laughs> Throw myself into it, Mike. I got to go full, uh, you know, full time. Full, full, full time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, man. Go big or go home. So what can we expect in the coming weeks on ROH television from the bouncers? Well, you'll, you'll see us uh, in a lovely encounter against uh, a set of twins. <laughs> um, I don't Not remember. the boys? No, no, no. Some twins from Canada. I don't remember their name. I apologize to I think the Voros twins. And then we face, um, I'm assuming if they, if they wrestled, <laughs> they wrestled for Ring of Honor, I'm assuming they're former Impact Wrestling stars, Reno Scum as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. A so, couple good matches for us uh, coming up that you'll see on uh, upcoming episodes of uh, Ring of Honor television. And, you know, hey, we're going to be at Madison Square Garden, baby. I heard that. The bouncers take Manhattan, if you will. The, the bouncers take Manhattan. Uh, all right, Kingpin, before we go any further, I really want to mention the fact that we talked about him a couple weeks ago that he was having a tough time, and we did end up uh, losing last week uh, Big Woody, who is a – a big fan of yours, a, a listener of the podcast, a, a good guy all around, and somebody who really took a lot of people in to his wrestling promotion, which he ran Atlantic Pro Wrestling for a long time. And no one really has a bad thing to say about Big Woody, but he did pass away this past week. Right. Now, does your relationship predate? Like, did you know Woody from back in the day with uh, NWA New England and all that stuff? I did not, know. I he I'd see him around, but I never really spoke to him. No, he wasn't really gotcha. in the business when I was around with NWA New England. Gotcha. Yeah, so he, I mean, he broke in with, uh, I think with Knuckles Nelson. Knuckles Nelson, yeah. And, uh, you know, did like a body, he was doing like a body slam challenge uh, thing, because Woody's a big guy. Um, but I, I, I've only known Woody now for, um, you know, about three and a half, four years. But, um, you know, I can say that he has had a profound impact on on my wrestling career you know it's it's funny how how it all started you know me even talking to him um you know i was i was on facebook and mark sherman was promoting a match that he was having for atlantic pro wrestling and i and i put the 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 meme of tony Schiavone with uh that's gonna put some butts in seats you love that one i do it's my favorite um <laughs> But I, you know, so I put that I put that up there, and and um, it felt like it was a dig at the promotion, which it really wasn't. So, um, I mean, Woody, I mean, Woody's a stand-up guy. Like he he wrote me separately, and he personally invited me to come check out like what they're doing. And I was like, oh my god, you're misunder. You know, I apologize profusely. I'm like, you're really misunderstanding. I was making fun of Sherman. I was like, I actually think you guys are doing good things. Like APW was selling out that building in Newburyport that they used to run every time. You know, they they had good production that they were doing, um, and I had heard nothing but good things about the promotion. Um, so you know, kind of one thing led to another. We started talking, started talking, started talking, and and I you know I, I guess my reputation preceded me <laughs> in their locker room and other locker rooms in New England for some reason. And after talking with him, um, he booked me to to come into. Uh, Atlantic Pro Wrestling, and I think it largely was because me and him really hit it off um, talking, and I was not in a great place mentally with with pro wrestling. This was like at the time I was having my outs with Chaotic and Jamie. We can talk about that later. <laughs> and you had your uh, retirement match that wasn't really a retirement match. <laughs> yes, but uh, 
Um, but I, I but I got there, and it it just you know almost from the beginning, it just made me realize like oh, this doesn't have to be miserable. <laughs> like pro wrestling can be fun. Like going to a pro wrestling show and participating doesn't have to be like this bitter soul sucking experience. Which at the end of my chaotic run, it really it really was. You know, it it really was. I it had a had that continued. I don't know how much we probably wouldn't be doing this podcast, and I probably wouldn't be in Ring of Honor because. Uh, had I not gotten away from chaotic at that particular juncture, um, that's not a dig on chaotic wrestling. It's just speaking to my mental state at the time. Uh, you know, I just I, I had to get to a place where people didn't take themselves as seriously <laughs> as we all did in chaotic wrestling. Um, you know, it could it, at different junctures it could be a bit joyless, and that's what it become for me. So through that connection, just got to work really closely with Woody, and again, we just hit it off. We just hit it off like. Uh, like we were old pals, you know, it was like, you know, once we started talking, it was like we, it's, you know, it's like we'd known each other for 15 years. And I think it's just largely because we liked a lot of the same things and same terrible sense of humor, laughed at the same stupid stuff. And he's somebody I talked to a lot. And uh, he was a big, you know, he, he had a big impact from a standpoint of he made me have fun again in pro wrestling. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I wouldn't have, I, probably, I don't even know if I'd be wrestling right now. You know, if I hadn't found that love and that fun, hadn't found the fun of it again, you know. Yeah. So really going to miss him. Um, I was looking back at some conversations from from recently with him. It's funny. He he had taken a turn for the worse and then actually fought out of it. And, um, you know, and I got a chance. To, we talked. We talked back and forth for a few hours just like, you know, and tell him like, hey, man, keep fighting. Keep fighting, you know, like, and he said he would. And then, uh, you know, sadly, like literally the next day, he took a turn for the worse and, um, he's no longer with us, but uh, just a great guy who, not a selfish bone in his body, do anything for anybody, lit up a room whenever he was in it, quick, quick-witted, could come up with an insult off the top of his head, like, you know, just quick on his feet with when it came to putting a jab on somebody or, uh, but just a guy who was an absolute joy and a pleasure to be around. Uh, somebody who I'm grateful, even though it was a very short period of time, I'm very grateful to have met him and been his friend. Uh, lots of good times, whether it be at wrestling shows or even sometimes hanging outside of wrestling shows, you know, um, some of the barbecues and stuff that uh, I went to with him. So, um, you know, very sad, you know, and, and there's a lot, it's, it's funny when he passed away, the amount of people that were commenting on it was just insane to me. I don't think there was a person on my timeline that, you know, I mean, even Dijak who had his first matches in Atlantic pro Mm -hmm. wrestling because big Woody booked him. So just, he made a, he made a profound impact. So it's, it's sometimes in wrestling, it's, it's somebody that the mainstream wrestling audience or, or or a wide wrestling audience is never going to even hear, doesn't even know of big Woody yet. Here he is with this impact on guys who are, you know, have gone on to bigger and better things. So very sad, but uh, I think he's somebody who his legacy will live on. The stories will live on. The larger-than-life personality will live on. Uh, and, I, and I think he'll be somebody that those of us that, that knew him and knew him well will remember very fondly for a very long time. We were just talking about the voicemail line. I actually went and looked back. He was our very first voicemail caller. Yeah, he used to, he used to call in yeah. uh, quite frequently and give you the business. Yeah, and he really... Uh, the time I went to APW, we went to interview uh, Brian Webster. He really kind of rolled out the red carpet for me. Like I said, I didn't really know him that well from back in the day, but he just really treated me like uh, like family when I walked in there and just gave me kind of carte blanche to go and pull this guy aside and do an interview in, in a special space that he told us about. And he was a, a very good guy. Um, 
like a supporter of you, obviously, and of this podcast. And uh, yeah, it's a terrible thing. It sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's really terrible. Like I said, I think, I think through the stories and and you know through a lot of just his kindness and generosity, uh, his legacy will live on, and and people around here will remember him for a long time. And um, there's a lot of us that will remember him and keep his memory alive for uh, for a very long time. So R.I.P. Uh, Elwood Apt, also known as Big Woody. Um, so from here, we have to move on to our <laughs> yeah, next nice segment. Seg- nice segue, Mike. Uh, I'm sure Woody, bye, would, bye, hold on, sure Woody would appreciate it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, well, you know, you know that that's that's the funny thing about. Uh, I, ironically enough, his uh, his memorial is on the day of Astromania. Oh, really? And uh, I said to uh, Todd Sopel, uh, you know, is also very close with Woody. I said, you know what? This is his last rib on us. Because <laughs> he's, he's a ball buster. He was a ball buster. Yes. And I said, this is his last rib on us. You know that. You realize that. We're very stressed out. We're putting on this wrestling show. And and he's sitting up there and he's laughing his ass off right now. It's like, look at these guys. They're going to have to scramble. They're going to have to scramble <laughs> Sweating now. through their suits. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So um, I want to transition to something. I'm, spring, I'm springing this on you. Okay. Um, for the pops. Uh-oh. Pod. Actually, I'm sorry. Let the chaos begin. Yes. Podcast. Have you listened to the Cold Fury 14 episode? I did. I, I shut that piece of shit off <laughs> like pretty early on because I was ready to put my hand through my goddamn radio listening Why? to that piece of shit. Why? Uh, it's not really a piece of shit. They do a good job with the podcast because it was the biggest load of shit I've ever heard <laughs> by three guys who can't remember anything and how they actually happened. Jamie's been accused of that in the past. But my, I mean, characterize like apparently my biggest fucking contribution to the booking the, the entire time I ran the company for him, made money on shows, booked my ass off. Tarzan conveniently leaves out the fact that he fucking walked away. I'm mad. I'm really mad about this. <laughs> Tarzan. The only reason I ended up booking was because Tarzan quit and left Jamie in the lurch. I came in. I begged Tarzan to come back and do it with me, and he did. But he left. That's why I even got the job in the first place. Left that out completely. Made it sound like I was Tarzan's junior booker. I'm the one that wanted to move the damn countdown off of Cold Fury. They screwed up the story about keeping the Logan brothers off and then talked about how basically my only contribution to booking was strong-arming my brother onto the show, (laughs) which, again, bullshit. Jimmy was like the third choice. It was like I wanted Alex Arion, and Al wouldn't do it or couldn't or was going to do it and then couldn't do it. There's something there. Alex Arion was my first choice to do big business. I begged Max Bauer to come back and just I said, you don't even have to tag in. Just stand on the apron. <laughs> and then the best idea that, that Jamie had was why don't you team with Scott Reed? You know, bring Scott Reed back. I never teamed with Scott Reed in my life. We were in like a fake faction for like 30 seconds at one point. Like just unbelievable i was so mad i worked so hard and put so much effort into that promotion between the booking and and just living it and consuming it and tarzan's the greatest booker in chaotic wrestling history and i was his <laughs> junior booker who strong-armed jimmy getting onto the show i the, hadn't even got to the point of the biggest point of contention of that show which was the brian fury jimmy preston match which yeah jamie was fucking dead wrong for what he wanted to do there like I'm sorry, wrong, dead wrong. Screwed up our entire like we had a we had a six to eight month arc we were running with. Completely screwed that up. Like just completely you know, blew that up for some stupid reasoning of of the babyface couldn't lose. 
like in that match or something. You know, apparently that's a, a babyface can't lose before intermission. What are you talking about? I don't know, but I I couldn't there's no I couldn't even get to that point of it because I was so I, I texted him too I texted him <laughs> I, him and Tar I texted the whole group and then Jamie separately about how furious I was over one the the complete inaccuracy of all of them the complete omission of Tarzan walking out the first time and me begging him to come back and then just shitting all over everything I did for that company. I think there's a reason Jamie didn't want you on that podcast. Yeah, because somebody will actually <laughs> challenge his bullshit. He's he's the Bruce Pritchard of of that's what he wants to mimic. He wants to be Bruce Pritchard, and he doesn't want anybody to challenge his bullshit. He just makes shit up. Like no offense, Jamie, but you weren't involved. <laughs> well, if you want to listen to the full show out there, it's on the For the Pops Network. You can check out. Yeah, now that's a fucking ringing endorsement for somebody. Yes, people are going to go listen to that now. Go check out, uh, you can look up For the Pops on your favorite podcast platform, or it's also on the NAI Pop Network, which we kind of used to be on. So check out Let the Chaos Begin on the For the Pops podcast feed, and see what the Kingpin's all upset about. I don't even know what I'm upset about. I only listened to it up until that point, and I, I just had had enough. I was like, I again, the biggest point of contention from that show was the Jimmy Preston-Brian Fury match. If I was getting this mad that early in that thing, I was like, there's no way I can listen to this and not like like drive off the road in anger everyone was getting along it was a very nice podcast yeah because you got three guys who one scotty slade who wasn't involved didn't know shit tarzan and jamie who just well again jamie had kind of turned the company over to me and tarzan to run things and wasn't really involved and then would just interject himself in weird things like this like you know like i, I get like you know when a when a promoter wants to like I don't know. It's like you, you you hired me to do a job. Let me do a job. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like you want to decide, like, you want, you, hey, you know what? I want to put this guy. Eh, I don't want that guy as my champion. He's representing my company. I get that. Let me decide. It's my job to decide who goes over in the fourth match of the night, though. That's my job. So you're paying me to do this job. And actually, they weren't paying me to do a job. I didn't get any extra for doing it. I told I, I already revealed what my plan right. was. But. You know, uh, just so we need to get Jamie on this podcast. Is no, that what you're no, I, I don't. Now you don't want to speak to him anymore. I don't even want to talk about it anymore after today. It's it just it's 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 the you know you want to talk about about <laughs> about reasons where I am today. It's that was the beginning of the end for me in chaotic wrestling. That was the beginning of putting a giant chip on my shoulder, uh, you know, and getting me the hell out of there. Um, so thank you for doing that because without without that ridiculous situation, again, maybe I'm not uh, in Ring of Honor right now. So where were you listening to this? Well, you weren't listening to this on the plane, were you? No, I was driving. Okay. I was driving. I you had to just... Swerve off the road? I was just irate. I was furious <laughs> listening to it. You know, I just... I just wanted to see you on a plane seat, like in the middle seat on an airplane, just like thrashing around as this thing was going on. <laughs> I, 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 I stopped it and deleted it off my, off my, <laughs> not only that, not only that, but I unsubscribed to their feed. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how mad I was. <laughs> oh my goodness that's that's how that's how pissed off i am over it and then i'm not gonna fight with you it's like well no you already just put garbage out there so hey you know why yeah don't fight with me now you already put a bunch of lies and garbage out there <laughs> once again for the pops check out that <laughs> feed it is let the chaos begin that's the name of the podcast the episode Cold Fury 14 with Tarzan. You're Taylor. welcome. Your downloads are going to double from 25 to 50. Oh. Just like Mike's payday. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian. It is time for this week's promo about nothing. 
But before we get into that, you are hitting the highways and byways and airways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler. And you got some big dates coming up. Yes, but uh, before we talk about the big one, Mike, we'll talk about my return to Chaotic Wrestling. And the cat's out of the bag now. The bouncers are coming to Chaotic Wrestling on Friday night. Scooping yourself once again. (laughs) Jesus Christ. On Friday night, March the 29th, against Bear Country. I'm pretty sure it's a tag team championship match here. So the bouncers are about to become the Chaotic Wrestling tag team champions, no doubt. Are they? Yeah. Okay. We're going to beat Bear Country. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I said today, I put out a tweet. I said, uh, well, today being Friday when we're recording this, I put out a tweet that said, uh, I won those championships when you guys are still crapping in your pants. So Probably true. <laughs> Probably is true. Um, but uh, the bouncers are coming to Chaotic Wrestling on Friday night, March the 29th. Uh, that's in Woburn, Massachusetts. ChaoticWrestling.com for tickets and card information. The very next night, Mike, the subject of this podcast, Astromania, the big one, the bouncers again wrestling in. I would say it's a dream match for me at least. The Bouncers taking on the Logan Brothers, and uh, I'm really excited about this match. I love wrestling the Logan Brothers. This is very cool for me, just from a personal standpoint of to have my my tag team partner that that you know we're out you know conquering the world, baby. Uh, but to come back and wrestle, you know, my friends and two guys who are just uh, to me I, your I, friends. You hate those guys. <laughs> yes, uh, to me, I can't figure out why they they they've never you know gotten a job they they certainly um were good enough to be anywhere including WWE and be on top so really excited for this we're really excited for astromania we're trying to raise money for the pinkerton academy class of 2019 astromania lsw.com for tickets card information matt taven meet and greet it's going to be a big one man so please come out support us uh have a good time with us it's going to be a it's going to be such a fun show and yeah man that's all i can really say about it it's going to be a fun show come out support it tickets start just 15 dollars and then mike one week from that well, excuse me, six days later, me and the Bruiser will be taking part in a special afternoon with Dalton Castle at the Festival of Honor. I did hear about this. Yes, I'm very excited. I don't even know what the hell it entails, but uh, it involves Dalton Castle, the boys, and the bouncers. Like, what else do you need to know? That's it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're proud to be taking part in Festival of Honor. So that's the day before G1 Supercard. Uh, tickets are on sale on Ticketmaster.com for that. And then, Mike, the crown jewel of that entire weekend. Uh, The whole reason that that is the epicenter of the pro wrestling world, Saturday night, April the 6th, G1 Supercard, Madison Square Garden, most famous arena in the world. That's terrible. It's not even good. <laughs> we can make humble. <laughs> you, Michael. Oh, you. thanks. Uh, G1 Supercard. Uh, we talked about it again. The main event is going to involve a guy who's going to be at Astromania. Matt Taven versus Marty Skrull versus Jay Lethal in a ladder match for the Ring of Honor World Championship is the main event. But uh, the bouncers will be there participating. So I, I can't wait, man. I can't, it's still not real to me. It's still not real to me. It, it won't, I don't know if it'll be real until uh, until I walk through the curtain. I'm wrestling at Madison Square Garden. Like I, I yep. don't, I don't even know what the hell to think about this at this point. You'll be there. Yeah, I'll be going to Madison Square Garden for the first time. And and who would have thought that you're ever going to see, uh, you're going to see a couple of your your big dumb buddies down there in the in the center of the ring. So <laughs> how about how about that? How about that? <laughs> and then Mike. So that's that's G1 Supercards available on pay per view. Uh, you know, Fight TV, all streaming services. Uh, you can get tickets on the secondary market, but uh, first run tickets are sold out, baby. Can be 18,000 strong in Madison Square Garden on Saturday night, April 6th. Uh, and then, Mike, the very next week, jet setting again, my friend. I'll be heading to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on Saturday.
Saturday night, April the 13th for Ring of Honor's International TV taping at Stage AE in Pittsburgh. I feel like I've been to Pittsburgh more than any other place for Ring of Honor. It's where my Ring of Honor career started. Really. Seems like it. So very cool to, uh, and it's, I don't know, for me it's very cool because I love the Steelers. And then the very next night, the Bouncers will again be in action uh, in Columbus, Ohio. Frankie Williams is going to be there, baby. <laughs> is he? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't really know. Okay. Uh, but the the bouncers will be in Columbus, Ohio, on uh, Saturday night. Or excuse me, Sunday night, April the fourteenth. Uh, rohwrestling.com for full tickets, card information. That one will be streamed live on Honor Club. We'll stop there. All right. So if you want to book the kingpin, email Brian Malonis at Comcast.net or DM him on the Twitter at Brian Malonis. This promo about nothing comes from the year. 2005. Oh, modern. Well, somewhat modern, uh, but it's a company. Jesus Christ, it's 14 years ago. Oh, <laughs> yes. my God. But it's a company that uh, has gone through a lot of changes. This is Total Nonstop Action Wrestling, a.k.a. TNA. And Shane Douglas. No, Tarzan, if you're listening, this isn't a Shane Douglas promo, so don't be upset. He is the announcer here. He is talking Right now, with the alpha male, Monty Brown, let's go to this week's promo about nothing. On March 13th at the Final Destination pay-per-view, the mystery man known as Triton will face off with my guest, the alpha male, Monty Brown. Triton, you have garnered the attention of the alpha male, and now you've got two choices you need to make. First... Take that little spaceship you came here on to the nearest muffler shop. With all that smoke you come in with, you obviously need to get your exhaust fixed or your oil changed. Then fire that bad boy up and head straight back to the land of the little head people and tell your leader that the alpha male is too much male for you to handle. Or better yet, Shane, why don't you contact him telepathically? Triton, calling Orson. Come in, Orson. Triton. Calling Orson, come in. Triton, have you conquered the great alpha male yet? No, Orson, I haven't. For the great alpha male is the supreme being, and he's too much male for me to handle. Well, Triton, for the love of all the little head people, you either face the alpha male or suffer the consequences. And suffer the consequences you will, Triton, because at Destination X, you will be executed, exterminated, and passed Period. So, all right. Hmm. That's the alpha male, Monty Brown, talking about Triton. I don't know who Triton is. Triton, I believe, this might have been his debut. It sounds like it's his debut. Uh, he was getting some vignettes, I think. And his character was kind of like a Terminator gimmick. He was kind of doing a Schwarzenegger thing where he had the sunglasses and the whole deal, the leather jacket. So let's take a look back. I'm going to find a picture of Triton. Let's see here. Well, he just looks like a big jacked up dude. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I think at the beginning he that, that, was. That's it. I thought he was going to be like a, a spaceman type or something. And he's no, he does. Big. There's no antenna. Huh. He's not painted green. Hmm. So what the hell was Monty Brown talking about then? Well, I know that we've talked about a couple times this podcast. I know Peter Winson was probably excited about this promo because he was talking about Orson. Do you get any of that? Nope. You didn't get any of that. Nope. 
It was a reference to Mork and Mindy. Oh. And how Mork would uh, call to his home planet, and the the leader of his home planet was Orson. Okay. And at the end of the show, he'd always... Hmm. You're looking at me like you're all glazed over. That could hmm. be the wine, but... <laughs> no, it was Monty Brown's promo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the show was on from 1978 to 1982. Oh, it's very relevant to that. And this is, yeah, 23 years later, and he's <laughs> referencing... Peter Winston and adult Mark. Will, yes, uh, they're both loving it. <laughs> but it really just... Uh, yeah, it didn't really hit home, I'm sure, with the TNA audience. Jeez, between being a lousy wrestler and a lousy promo, I can't imagine why Monty Brown wasn't a bigger star. You think he's a lousy wrestler? <laughs> I thought he stunk. Really? He did the pounce. That was cool. He ended up going to WWE as Marcus, Marcus Corvon. Oh, what a run it was. It was. It was brief. There was something happened where he, like, he had a he sick just, relative or something. I thought he just quit or something. He, he had a sick relative and went away. Yeah. It was uh, a weird story that was really... It wasn't, not- it wasn't to be. I guess it wasn't to be. Uh, so let me read about uh, this match. It was at Destination X, two thousand five. About it. Uh, so they faced off, and Brown gained the upper hand over Triton. But as he prepared to hit his signature pounce, the lights went out. Oh boy, Brian! When the lights came back on, a masked man was in the ring in place of Triton. So Monty Brown pounced that man. And pinned him. <laughs> the man who wasn't Triton. He oh. pinned him and the ref counted three and that was apparently legal. Okay. And that masked man was later identified as... Any guesses? Jeff Jarrett? Another guess? Uh, AJ Styles? One more. Um, Christian. Midian. I bet that was going to be your next guess. <laughs> <laughs> why Midian? In 2005, why, why, why Midian? Was he naked? No, he was fully clothed. He had the, I told you, he had the, uh, the mask on and everything But then like after that. he was revealed, was he naked? Probably. <laughs> At least in the locker room, sure. Uh, all right. Well, you know, it's still less confusing than the King of the Mountain match. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. So, yes, uh, the alpha male Monty Brown... Give him a little credit for trying something. No, I'm not. That, no? that was terrible. Oh, okay. That was terrible. <laughs> All right, so well, contrived and forced. Just awful. Very rock-esque, too. The, the head motions and stuff. Yeah. It the just, delivery. Yeah, it was, it was garbage. Well, you heard this promo about nothing. If you want to see it, you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode or at the WPAN.com. All right, we'll be back here next week, next Monday, for episode 154 of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Till then, he is the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Get your tickets for Astromania, astromanialsw.com. Big ups to Mako, and thanks for nothing.